0: Here's a message from Ken Lavica.
1: The fact that we're subjected to teams and to their style of play simply because they're a brand, a name, and their market size, it's gotta stop. And last night was a perfect example. Stone LeBanowitz hit the open. On your mark. Get it?
0: Go! You are listening to Ken LaVica Live. NHR and Levine, Accident FAU, Attorneys. NBA Call one 800 747 This is ESPN 1063. WUUB, Joe Bean Studios in downtown West Palm Beach. It's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063.
1: Oh, buddy. The Bears are just a nightmare watch in what's been a nightmare season for them. But, hey, at least the nation got to see it. Something nobody asked for, and it was put right in our laps last night. Ken Levick alive here on a Tuesday on ESPN 106.3, free ESPN app, and all over your smart speaker. And I am at home in parts unknown South Florida, getting set for the holidays, Friday Night Lightstone, Stone He is the remaining human in the Anna John Levine Accident Attorney Studios downtown West Palm Beach. Phillips Point Towers right off of a a bit of a rainy intracoastal. Last night was not something anybody was looking forward to. Unless you're a meatball dopey Bears fan or a suffering Vikings fan, nobody really wanted to see the Bears especially back on Monday Night Football. Nobody wanted to see the Bears play in a game that required lights to illuminate the field. Nobody wanted to see the Bears stand alone on national television for every market and every time zone and every American to see. And that's right, even those of you with YouTube TV, ESPN was the bad all we had was Matt Nagy and uh, his frustrated looks and his whipping down of challenge flags and his getting penalties for saying bad words at officials and really his phony aggression as he tries to prove that he should be able to salvage his job for one more season. We got the essence of the Bears last night. and <laughs> That essence is just bad. That essence is on offense they've thrown up The white flag. They've tossed in the Gatorade towel. At least they played hard on defense. But, man, the Bears, in my mind, are even worse than the Jaguars when it comes to unwatchable football. I mean, that's just me. And I know the Bears have been able to squeak out five wins this season, but that's bad. And the Bears have gotten four. Count them four. prime time games this season and why why what's the point when the NFL schedule makers and when the networks are putting together what they wanted to see this season and what they thought was going to be good theater and good for football fans how did the Bears come up in conversation four different times as a team that deserved the primetime treatment. It's not like this was a game that was moved to primetime because of COVID, like we're going to have two more tonight, like we saw with the Browns and the Raiders in the drive time slot yesterday. Now, someone who makes a lot of money to make important TV decisions said that, said that the bears needed the primetime treatment. That's not good. That's not a good decision. And I don't understand what happened last year that would have allowed the the Bears to get on four different times. It doesn't make any sense. It does not make any sense whatsoever. <laughs> hey, I know. This is a good idea. Uh, Matt Nagy, that didn't look good last year. Matt Nagy's on the hot seat. You know what? Uh, four prime time games. That's good. Like, again, someone gets paid a lot of money for that. A lot of money for that. I mean, it's It's actually sort of hysterical if it wasn't so sad. But for me, the, the fact that the Bears... Got four primetime games this year, including last night, where it's impossible to flex them. It's time to, and this is me, a guy who grew up in Chicago. I'm proud of Chicago. I'm proud of the sports heritage of Chicago. Have I lost a bit of my chicago from a sports standpoint because of uh, how long I've been in South Florida? Yeah, for sure. But it's time to acknowledge what I think the nation would agree with me on now. The Bears get way more attention than they should. Just because the Bears are George Hallis and Walter Payton in the Super Bowl shuffle and the refrigerator and all those guys, that was a long time ago. And the NFL lives in the past when it comes to the Bears. The Bears had a nice run with Lovey Smith. That's been it. Lovey Smith is a long time ago. Matt Nagy had one okay season. That's it. The Bears are a mess. They're undisciplined. Nearly 100 penalty yards last night. And then they went ahead and uh, broke a lot of gamblers' hearts with a meaningless touchdown at the end of the game just to add insult to injury. That's what the Bears are. So the Bears get way more attention than they should. And I think that they might be the biggest example of that. But I ask you... Because I think there are a number of NFL fans and even NBA fans that would say there are teams that haven't been worth anything, worth a single solitary damn for quite some time that get way more attention than they should. The Bears, why are we subjected to them so often? Why are we subjected to them so often? And why do we continue to think From a network standpoint, from an ESPN standpoint, that this is a good idea. They get way much more attention than they should. Which team are we subjected to too often? Which teams get way too much attention year after year after year? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Or you can tweet at us, at ESPN West Palm. Which teams get way much more attention than they should? Because for me, it's the Bears. And maybe the Bears don't get too much attention from a sports center standpoint, from a first take standpoint, but we sure do see a lot of their games on national television. We sure do see a lot of their games in prime time. Why? What's the point? Why are we constantly subjected to that? The Chicago Bears are a mess. I want someone to tell me why it's a good idea to watch the Bears and why we keep needing them. I know there are some Chicagoans in our area. I'm one of them, and I don't want them. I don't want them. I don't want the Bears, much like I don't want the Knicks. The Knicks are even more meaningless than the Bears are. The Knicks have done even less than the Bears over the last 20 years. They won a playoff game. Yeah, we sure do talk about him a lot. The Stephen A. Smiths of the world want to opine on Knicks basketball. We love to see photos of Spike Lee. We love to relive Patrick Ewing's Knicks, who couldn't even win a championship. But we get an awful lot of the Knicks, too, when there's no reason for it. Bing bong! I mean... That franchise has done nothing for the NBA but exist, but host some of the biggest moments in NBA history because players go in like LeBron, like D-Wade, like Steph Curry, and use Madison Square Garden as their launching point, as their own personal Broadway to put up historic performances. The Knicks don't win. The Knicks host greatness on opposing teams in their own arena. The Knicks are another perfect example of this. Which teams get way too much attention than they deserve? Which teams get way too much exposure than they actually deserve? Because the Bears in the NFL have to be up there. And the Knicks in the NBA, I don't actually know if there's an equivalent. 888-760-3776. 760 3776 And tweeted us at ESPN West Paul. We have a, a, a Monday night, or a Tuesday night, I should say, NFL situation tonight where you have the Washington football team and the Eagles. And Eric Lousen tweets in, what about the entire NFC East? This game didn't have to be in prime time, but Fox wants those East Coast numbers. And you know what? He's right. He's right. Six and seven Washington football team, six and seven Eagles. This is not something we need in prime time. We just don't need it. You have two seven o'clock games on a Tuesday. How come the Browns and the Raiders had to play at five yesterday? Yet we're going to force in Washington and Philadelphia. And I know that they're still technically in a playoff chase. But they're not really. It's not that relevant. It's not even that good of football. It's not good football. We didn't need them at 7 o'clock. Move them to 5. I don't care. Move them to 1. I don't care. I don't care. Seahawks, Rams. Seahawks are down this year, but you got the Rams. That's a draw. We don't need Washington and the Eagles. That's a great example of way too much exposure than they deserve. Just like the Bears. Just like the Knicks. And I understand the business aspect of it. I understand the capitalistic aspect of it. I understand wanting to make the money and you have commercials to sell and eyeballs. But as a fan, from a pure fan standpoint, how annoying is it? How irritating is it? Oh yeah, cool. The Bears four times. So we can see arguably the worst offense in the NFL. And the Bears get simple things wrong. And the Knicks fight for an eight seed. And we celebrate like they won a championship. And we give the Knicks all the coverage when they get home court advantage and win one playoff game in 20 years. I mean, come on. What teams get way more attention than they should? 888 760 3776. 760 3776. And tweeted us at ESPN West Palm. Ken Levick live presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program. There is not enough attention that can be paid to this because we're talking future. We're talking uh, a situation where uh, there are people that have dreams in mind and they are looking to get into the FAU MBA Sport Management Program to realize those dreams. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program, FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. They've been uh, doing it for 22 years. Dr. Jim Reardon, the man in charge, the FAU MBA Sport Management Program has summer semester classes. You can sign up for them now remotely. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program, fau.edu/mba/sport, internationally renowned FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Which teams get more attention than they should? Because the Bears especially after that last night. They delivered. They delivered in a terrible sense. We knew it was going to be bad, and it was bad. The Bears are unwatchable, yet they've been on prime time four times this season, four different times this season. I mean, honestly, give me more Bengals. They're at least fun. They at least show flashes of competence. Hell, the Dolphins have won six in a row. I could stand to see more of them, and I think the country would as well, especially with Tua as a storyline on national television, but for the love of God, Fox, ESPN, NBC, enough with the Bears. In 2022, give them one prime time, relegate them to Thursday, and that's it. Which team gets more attention than it should? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And we are tweetable at ESPN West Palm. I'm Ken Lavicka. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.
0: From the Anajar and Levine studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Lavicka Live on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken Lavicka.
1: Don't get me wrong, I enjoyed the fact there were two Monday night games last night, and we'll get to the the Raiders and the Browns in a second, because I had some reactions to it that I wasn't expecting. I had a feeling, though, that I was going to... Also, though, when it came to the Bears be uh, receiving reactions, and by those reactions I mean visceral ones. By those reactions I mean uh, food coming back up into my esophagus, and the Bears absolutely delivered. That was as hideous as you'd expect it to be. Why are they on prime time television, national television so much? When the NFL schedule makers put together these games, I wish – that they would fully go in on what we're anticipating is going to be a good game, as opposed to, ah, how can we appease the big markets? Like, I, Not even Bears fans want their team on prime time. It's embarrassing. Because now, instead of being in that like Fox 1 o'clock Sunday bubble, their nonsense, terrible team gets exposed to the country. That's not good. Nobody wants that. When the Dolphins were one in seven, I didn't want the nation to see that. It's bad enough on red zone. During that one in seven run, the offense was so bad that the Dolphins never even showed on red zone. Again, I was okay with that, because at least it hid the Dolphins from how bad they were. It hid American eyeballs from just how terrible the Dolphins were. Yet somehow, some way. We get so much Bears, and they're not even interesting. There's Justin Fields, and then who cares? Matt Nagy is just flat-out clownish. I mean, what other NFL coach last night, or NFL coach period, is trying to put on that act, that show that Matt Nagy was putting on? He got a rare flag for unsportsmanlike conduct for how he addressed an official. You know how hard that is to do? And I almost feel like that official threw the flag because he knew exactly what Nagy was doing. It was performance art. That's embarrassing. And that's what it's come down to with the Bears, is that. Is that. Is that. But what does rival the Bears' embarrassment in terms of media coverage is the breathless. The Knicks are back. The NBA is better when the Knicks are good. Madison Square Garden, the Mecca. And you remember during the postseason, the, the, the very brief Knicks postseason where Trey Young took over New York, when this was uttered multiple times, and on this show, I railed on it multiple times because it was so inane. It was so ridiculous. The Madison Square Garden crowd just sounds different. Oh, gag me. I mean just the biggest eye roll on that. Oh, oh the Knicks are in the playoffs. Oh, oh, oh around the clock coverage. Oh, fan myself, fan myself. Oh, I can't believe it. And it's embarrassing. They've won one playoff game in twenty years. Stop. They don't need it, and I get you want to cater to the biggest markets in the country. That money will always be there. Stop force-feeding us this terribleness. Stop. Way too much coverage for the Bears. Way too much coverage for the Knicks. Which teams get way too much attention? Way too much attention. They're on our TVs way too much. They're discussed way too much. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And let's head to Twitter, at ESPN West Palm. Mike G. tweets, the Cleveland Browns are the Dallas Cowboys. Now, the Browns, yeah, to an extent. Now, the Browns are weird because I do think that there is this national rooting interest in them. I do think that there is almost an unfortunate younger brother sort of feel to them where fans do contribute to this, but you have a media that is desperate to tell the tale of unfortunate Cleveland. And we saw it to an extent with LeBron and the Cavaliers. and Cleveland, never going to win a championship. Believeland, the ESPN 30 for 30. Can Cleveland finally get to the top of the sports mountain? The Indians came up short. But the Browns are clearly Cleveland's team. I mean the Browns are absolutely the passion and the source of of love for Cleveland sports. So if the Browns are good, it's just assumed that we want to relive the tale of cursed Browns football over and over and over and over again. And I think there's a little bit of the well the city lost the Browns for a while. So I don't know I don't know why or how that happens, but it definitely seems to be a thing. It definitely seems to be a thing. Uh, The Cowboys, that's inherent. The Cowboys is an inherent thing. Because the Cowboys have Jerry. And the Cowboys... They sort of run the NFL. Jerry Jones is, the, Jerry Jones is the, the, the king of the ownership in the NFL. So the Cowboys are always going to get special f- favors. And the Cowboys are the most valuable franchise, the most valuable team in the NFL. So it is assumed that they're just 24-7 relevant. Now, there is business that goes into that. And Jerry Jones does a really good job, and the Cowboys do a really good job of, of, of making sure that there's always enough drama, always enough to grab onto, either intentionally or unintentionally. But the Cowboys are the football version of the Real Housewives. Like, that that's the, the football version of the Real Housewives. There's always something. It seems purposeful. It seems scripted that if the Cowboys are bad, then, ah, oh, we need coaching speculation. If the Cowboys are bad, huh, we need quarterback contract speculation. But when the Cowboys are good, then it's just wall to wall. Are they Super Bowl contenders? Are they a team that can win the title? I mean, I'm looking at ESPN right now, and I'm watching Get Up, and it's... It's Cowboys. They're talking Cowboys right now. As I say this, coincidence? I think not. Now, that's funny. But the Cowboys, just be, they are America's team. They branded themselves that. They own the early 90s and they somehow sustained it. But you're right. They get way too much attention. They haven't won a championship in the early 90s. And i I, I stand by this. Do not buy into anyone saying that X team makes X league better. That's not a thing. That doesn't exist. The NFL would still be a billion-dollar industry if the Cowboys weren't good. The Cowboys not winning a championship since the early 90s, and the NFL's more profitable than it's ever been. The NFL would be fine if the Packers weren't good. The NFL is fine that the Bears aren't good. The NFL has survived the Dolphins not being good. The NFL is thriving without the New York teams being relevant in any way, shape, or form. Okay? The NBA has survived just fine without the New York Knicks. Okay. So the, the that that is just such a tired trope. Which teams which teams are giving way too much attention to. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. We'll continue to take your tweets. Ken Lavicka live here on ESPN 106.3. We'll return and take more of your calls. Ken Lavicka live on ESPN West Palm.
0: From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Lavicka live on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken Lavicka. <laughs>
1: I sat here and tried to explain to you why the Browns, why we get so much coverage of them, but I have something I need to admit as well. Ken Levick, live here on ESPN 106.3. We are presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Again, internationally renowned. Uh, one of the best in the world in postgraduate sport management programs. Number 19 in the latest rankings according to sport business. Again, that is internationally. It's the FAU.edu slash mba sport. That's how you contact them. That's how you get all your information. That is how you sign up for summer semester classes, fau.edu slash MBA sport, the FAU MBA sport management program. Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 106.3. And so last night as I'm watching that 5 o'clock game, where you have the uh, the Browns in a critical matchup uh, is they try to continue to compete in the AFC North. You have the Raiders who needed to win or the season is over, and the Browns are just decimated by COVID. Half the roster is gone. Kevin Stefanski, head coach, he's gone. And so you've got Baker Mayfield, who is sitting at home tweeting, And uh, you have Case Keenum, as backup, sitting at home tweeting because they've been caught up with COVID. And Nick Mullins, who had been on the roster for all of about six days, takes over as quarterback. And the Browns, you knew it was going to be an uphill battle going in. That was just gutsy. The way they hung in there. They take the late lead. And the defense just could not hold. And the Raiders win. On, an ex- uh, on a last-second field goal after the Browns got a really late timeout prior to the first attempt, and then, which was good, by the way, and then the second one goes right between the uprights, and the Browns, a major blow to their playoff chances. And I, I was experiencing something that I didn't expect. I was openly rooting for the Browns. I wanted to see the Browns win because they had so much stacked against them. I have this weird underdog thing, and I don't think it's because of the, the holiday season or because I have this, this longing in my heart uh, to, to see the unfortunate one come to the top. Like, uh, maybe that's just inherent, but I found the circumstances to be almost inspiring. Like This group was fighting The Browns were entertaining last night, and you could tell that they were limited. Now, here's the funny thing about them. Even when they're full strength, they're sort of limited. Baker Mayfield isn't exactly ever going to light the world on fire at all. But when you have your quarterback, your starting quarterback who is on the team for less than a week, that gets my attention. I'm into that. In a must-win game, with a lot of stakes, with a crowd that was feeling the same exact way. Like they were going to try and pull their team to the finish line. Those were great scenes in Cleveland. I love that. I felt like such a softie last night. Like sitting there cheering for the Browns of all teams. I don't give a crap about the Browns. I don't care about the Browns. Yet here I was, like Baker Mayfield, is behind his keyboard. Nick Evan Mullins after he threw the touchdown pass to Harrison Bryant, FAU zone. We'll hear that in a second because it's our EDS air conditioning coolest moment of the week. But that was cool. Unless you're a Raiders fan, I kind of feel like you get behind that. And it was a good game. It was a fun game. It was a hard-fought game. It was an unconventional game. Well into the fourth quarter... Nick Mullins had only thrown one pass in the air over 15 yards. But you know what? The lack of quarterback play just added intrigue to the entire thing. This wasn't like a Mac Jones, only three passes, run and run and run, grind out the bills, which was a snooze fest. This was a team that was severely, severely undermanned with its best players at home, not allowed to leave their home, and here they were competing with the Raiders. And it was it was dramatic. It was emotional. It was sort of one of those things that makes sports awesome. You sort of love it, and I found myself rooting for it. Like the Browns were the ultimate underdog, and that was good. How did you consume last night? Both games. What was the good and what was the bad? To me, the good was the Browns hanging in there. The bad... Was the Bears, almost 100 yards in penalties. Having to watch that slop. Having to watch poor Justin Fields put in a situation where he's just not, it's it's not tenable for a young quarterback. And Matt Nagy and his performance art trying to save his job, showing passion and fire on the sideline. I just don't see any reason for that. It was kind of embarrassing. The good was the Browns, though. And they might not make the playoffs, and these are circumstances outside of their control now. They could have taken care of things in their control earlier in the season, and I get that. But things are out of their control now. But, man, are they fighting. That was a battle. That was an inspired effort last night. I loved it. I was rooting for it. What was the good? What was the bad from yesterday? And also... Which teams get more attention than they should? 888 760 3776. 888 760 3776. And tweeted us at ESPN West Palm. And tonight now, you've got two six and seven teams. You've got the Eagles and the Washington football team. And then you've got the Rams and the Seahawks. I'm into what? I'm good with it. I, I hate that the circumstances. Bring us Tuesday night football. But isn't it nice to have Tuesday night football? Like, I, I'm very pro football every night of the week now. We were spoiled last year because we had weird like Tuesday and Wednesday because of cancellations or postponements and everything that went into last year's weird COVID year. But now, I I, I think that the NFL should do it. They already try to own every month after they moved the draft, just own every weekday now. I don't care. I'm good with it. There, It's a nice feeling to be able to come home and turn on the TV and see the NFL there. Unless it's the Bears. <laughs> oh, they're so bad. They're just so, so epically bad. Why is it so bad? I'm getting a lot of Jets, Giants on Twitter. I don't want to hear about the Jets. I don't want to hear about the Giants. So... Here's what goes into that, too. Yes, they get too much attention. But I also think that there is this desire, this this loathing of the attention that that New York sports franchises get, where they're solely, when they're bad, given attention because anger... Cells from a New York standpoint, but also making fun of New York cells as well. If you listen to the show regularly, you know that I'm no stranger to making fun of New York. Hell, I just did it with the Knicks. But when teams are bad, there's sort of this celebratory this macabre Hey, let's talk about the Giants and the Jets and how bad they are, and people are gonna want to all over their grave. Like that's a real thing, I think. I think that's a legitimate thing. I think that New York teams sometimes get the attention they get not because they're the biggest media market in the country but because it's easy to point and laugh at the teams when they're bad. The Giants have had fleeting moments. The Jets, a couple of A.C. championships. Largely, though, those are controversial football teams because they're generally bad. The Knicks, embarrassing You notice the team that's the most winning team in New York, the Nets? They don't get nearly the attention, and they have Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. There's more attention paid to Kyrie Irving's vaccine status and him not being there than there is actually what the Nets do on the floor. And that's because I don't think winning sells in New York anymore. There's this reputation now. If you're, you're, you're good in New York, then we take the cameras away. The Giants and Jets, I think, are focused in now because they're unfortunate. And it's annoying. You want your team to get attention. And sometimes New York being bad gets more attention than your team being successful. But let's be honest about something. It's kind of funny to see the New York team's bad and talk about them when they're bad. Right? That's fun. It's petty. But we can indulge in that, can't we? Make it a guilty pleasure? I know I do. You don't deny yourself the finer things in life, okay? Don't deny yourself the finer things in life. Sometimes you just have to make fun of New York, especially their pizza. 888 760 760 3776 and tweet us, at ESPN West Palm. Which teams get the most attention and don't deserve to? What teams get the most undeserved attention, both in the media... And when it comes to what's put on primetime national television, and what was the good, what was the bad from football yesterday? The good, the Browns hanging in there. Me openly rooting for them at home, and I don't like the Browns. I don't care about the Browns. The bad... The Bears and just how inept they look. 888 760 760 3776. Let me tell you about Pat Lawler. Lawler and Associates personal injury attorneys want to lawyerup.com for a free consultation. If you have a personal injury matter, whether it's a slip and fall, whether it's an automobile accident, whether it's a boating accident, a cycling accident in South Florida, you need someone you can trust. And that's Pat Lawler and all the folks at Lawler and Associates. They've been doing it since 2006. And they want to get you the compensation you deserve. It is a a battle full of landmines if you are going to pursue a personal injury situation. And Pat Lawler has so much experience, that entire firm, they're going to help you through that. They know the tact to take. They understand what it takes to represent you and do it well and do it so that you are getting what you deserve. Don't go into this blind. Let Pat Lawler guide you. Lawler and Associates, personal injury attorneys, wanttolawyerup.com, wanttolawyerup.com com lawler and associates personal injury attorneys what teams get more attention than they should and what was the good what was the bad from football last night we'll take your calls when we come back i'm ken levick i'm live on espn 106.3
0: from the anajar and levine studios in downtown west palm beach you are listening to ken levick Live on espn 106.3 here's ken levicka
1: There is a lot of attention paid to a lot of teams that don't necessarily deserve it, but you know what is awesome and is never overrated, and there isn't enough of it, in my opinion? That's spring training. Man, do I love spring training, and man, do I hope that these uh, these owners come to their senses, and the players' union can, uh, can 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 work to get baseball back. Because even if you're just a casual baseball fan, how can you deny how unbelievable spring training is, and especially when it is at a, a place that is, to me, as magical at the ballpark of the Palm Beaches. Uh, There's no better place to watch baseball. Period. The ballpark of the Palm Beaches. If you haven't been there, one, if you've live down here or visit every spring why that's just a poor decision but also uh you have the 360 degree concourse the banana boat lawn the party decks and more 160 acres of fan-friendly fun 7700 seats that is what they are providing at the ballpark of the palm beaches those are the amenities at the ballpark of the palm beaches it's just good stuff it's just excellent stuff and uh, it's it's really a whole lot of fun to be there it's really the place to be in my mind uh if you're at the if you're in For spring training. The ballpark of the Palm Beaches is just where it's at. Four game flex pack, single game tickets both on sale now. The American League champ, Houston Astros and Washington Nationals. They call it home. The website is ballparkpalmbeaches.com They got big games coming up this spring training as always. March 12th, Astros Braves that's a World Series rematch. March 18th, the Yankees come to town. March 21st, the Red Sox are in town. The Mets, they come in six different times at the ballpark of the Palm Beaches. Go to ballparkpalmbeaches.com That's ballparkpalmbeaches.com. Which teams get more attention than they should? I think the Bears are front and center to this. There was a lot of leading into last night. Why are they in prime time again? for a fourth time this year, and boy, did the Bears deliver in a big way with arguably their most inept performance of the season on the national stage. And also, what was good from yesterday, what was bad from yesterday? The bad, obviously, is the Bears. Uh, You can say the Vikings. The Vikings looked less than inspiring, but that's sort of been their season, and they've been able to claw their way uh, to approaching a postseason berth. Uh, But I found yesterday the Browns to be inspiring, and I don't get inspired by much at the NFL level. But for them to be playing with what they were playing with in a Nick Mullins, playing quarterback in the NFL for a team he had been with for all of about six days and nearly leading them to a win, to within a second of a win. like How can you not love that? That's sort of awesome, right? That's sort of great, right? I, I'm not jaded enough to where I can't appreciate that. Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. Tweeted us at ESPN West Palm. Let's head to the phones. Martin is in Boynton. Martin, you're on Ken Levic alive live. What's going on, Martin? Not much. Just driving early
2: workday. I think one team we can all agree just gets way too much media coverage, and they haven't done anything in 25 years. Is the Dallas Cowboys? It just—they just. They just Talk about them so, so much. And even last year when Dak was injured, I remember turning on the TV. It's like, should <laughs> they move on? Should they do this? They, yeah. Like, I've never seen a team covered like this. In, I mean, the, I'm a Laker fan, but at least the Lakers have won in the last 25. Yeah. years. But Dallas has been into an NFC Championship game. I'm just, and then when, and then when they're when they're good, it's an like awful division. <laughs> and when they're bad, they talk about well, what are they gonna do? So what, we're in the middle of this year And
1: you're talking about next year already it's I know just, Martin, it's just, hear me out on, on, on this Hear me out on this. This is my theory with the Cowboys. Jerry Jones is the king of NFL ownership. We know that, okay? And the Cowboys are are the equivalent of the real housewives of the NFL. There's always drama, and they, in-house, tend to create a lot of the drama, whether it's contract extensions or hanging on to a coach too long. Jerry loves drama. Drama follows them. And whether it is coincidental or not, that's why the Cowboys stay relevant, because the Cowboys are salacious, and it's annoying But that's sort of how media covers the Cowboys because there's always a soap opera there, and Jerry Jones absolutely loves it positively or negatively. Yeah,
2: I'll agree with that. I, I would say more than like the WWE and the Jerry should. Jones is kind of like the big man. Yeah. So no, I, I agree with you, but I understand it is, it is a big market. You know, it's just like, it, it's kind of like New York, honestly. The Knicks, the Yankees, what the Rangers, they all suck, but they still get a <laughs> lot of coverage. It's the biggest market in, yeah. the, in the United States. Yeah. So I, I get what you're saying with the drama and everything, but it's kind of like, like I said last year, it was like, man, you know, they, they're nowhere near the playoffs and Dak was injured and there was all these Who's going to be the quarterback next
1: year? And it's the same thing that we had last year. Oh, yeah. No, if Dak is hurt, there's still a contract extension to discuss. Uh, If you have a long-term coach, there's still, is he going to be fired? Is the next coach going to come in and who's he going to be? Oh, yeah. There is always something. And appreciate the call, Martin. Uh, Martin, and here's the thing. I know that we can get a Lakers, but Martin's right. The Lakers are, are relevant because LeBron plays for them. Whoever LeBron plays for, that's where the coverage is going to get. I, I mean, it went from Kobe, uh, Kobe and Shaq to Kobe to then LeBron. Want well, to know why the Lakers are always relevant? Because the NBA is a star-driven league, which is again what makes I'm sure people annoyed about Heat culture. But there's at least a body of work. There's a there's there's evidence. There's relevancy based on trips to the finals, winning championships that makes the heat culture thing ultra relevant nationally. Not to mention Spo is a Hall of Fame head coach. But the Knicks in a star-driven league and I know oh the heat don't have a transcendent superstar. No. No, but I think Jimmy Butler I think I don't think Jimmy Butler gets enough credit than he deserves for being a high profile top tier player. The Knicks, in a star-driven league, were having it foisted on us that, oh, that's team ball, and Tibbs, and, ah uh, uh, they, they, they got home court advantage in the postseason and managed to win one game. Sorry. I don't want to hear Julius Randle for MVP. Julius Randle, that's a star. No, he's not. Is he good? Sure. Is he a good story? Absolutely. Is he a star? No. I don't want to hear that. The Knicks are annoying from that standpoint. And the Knicks get way too much coverage. For last year, let's be honest, being mediocre. All right? They sort of backed their way into the home court advantage, but they've truly done nothing. Like, the Cowboys haven't been to an NFC championship game. The Knicks have won a playoff game in the last two decades a playoff game. And when they did it, their fans marched out onto the streets and started jumping on cars. Like, that's embarrassing. When you're the New York Knicks and your fans don't know how to win, your fans can't handle fleeting success. Just one instance, and Jeanette Javier tweets at me, Bing bong. Yeah. Like, that's what they're best known for right now is bing bong. Not anything they're doing on the floor. The Knicks are solely relevant because their dope fans went viral before the season even started. Oh, man. they are They are the poster child for that. But the Cowboys the Cowboys I get why they're frustrating. And it's definitely in a, uh, an in America's team thing and we sort of just stand by that. And there are more entertaining teams, but especially when the Cowboys are good now, of course they're going to get the the mass portion. Of the attention, let's go ahead quickly and do our EDS Air Conditioning Coolest Moment of the Week, and we go back to yesterday. This was one of the good, and it was a local guy done good who nearly delivered the Browns a win. Coolest moment of the week.
2: Cool, cool, yeah. The Coolest Moment of the Week is brought to you by EDS
1: Air Conditioning. This was courtesy of Fox and the NFL Network last night, as you had. Nick Mullins with minimal time left. Final possession for the Browns. He rolls out and he finds the FAU product, the former Mackey Award winner, Harrison Bryant, to give the Browns the lead.
0: Mullins, nobody open at first. Keeps it alive. Nick Mullins lets it go. Touchdown! Harrison
1: Bryant! I don't know why I cut off there. NFL, if you're going to cut the highlights... Make sure you get the whole thing. Harrison Bryant, the FAU man with the go-ahead touchdown catches. First touchdown reception of the year, but not enough is the Raiders win at the buzzer with a last second field goal. And that is your EDS air conditioning coolest moment of the week. EDS air conditioning. EDS is ES. They've been doing it since 2006. They're family owned and operated. It is hot out. It is a comfortable out. It is sticky out. If your AC goes down, doesn't matter if we're almost to the holidays. Doesn't matter if it's December 21st. It is going to make your home unbearable. And in this holiday season, the last thing you want is extended unbearable conditions in your home or your condo or your uh, your apartment. So that is where EDS Air Conditioning comes in. EDSAirConditioning.com. When you have an AC issue, I'm going to make it very simple for you. Just remember, EDS is yes. Who should I call? Who do I get a hold of? EDS is yes. EDS is yes. Commit that to memory. It's easy. EDS is yes. Uh, At edsairconditioning.com, you're going to go ahead. You're going to schedule your appointment. They're going to try and work their appointment schedule around you. And not hold you hostage like so many AC companies do. Oh, we'll be out on Thursday. Uh, But, guys, it's Tuesday. Is there a chance you can get out today? No, they are trying their best to work around you, even during the busiest of seasons. That's why EDS is the place to go, and that's why EDS is yes. EDS Air Conditioning, edsairconditioning.com. They're a train comfort specialist. It's hard to stop a train. That means, yep, the best equipment. EDS is yes, edsairconditioning.com. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll see how these Tuesday night football games go. I can get you. Used to this and uh, we will talk to you tomorrow at noon and we'll talk a little bit about the big news revealed yesterday that that's right this program's moving at two hours 12 to 2 stone and i are extending our work days we'll talk about that in full tomorrow don't forget josh cohen and the home team at three o'clock for stone labanow it's friday night lights i'm ken levick i've been live on espn 106.3 bye now